What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Before we get started, John, we have one request for everybody. Yes. Apple, iTunes, leave a review. And in that review, leave your questions. We will do a huge, a huge mailbag come Wednesday. A lot of questions to be answered, guy. No mailbag at the end of this podcast. Big ham mailbag on Wednesday. We appreciate five stars. Here we go. Little cough. Hey, behave. How you feeling now that the Super Bowl is done? I feel uh, better than I thought I would. I'm actually pretty full right now, literally. I ate a lot. What'd you eat? Well, I uh, went to the store today, and I got a chicken. Hashtag eat local. I, I got a chicken, I got some ready-made sushi, I got some chips, I got some guacamole, and then it was just me. <laughs> I just ate basically all of it. So, uh, yeah, it's 8 o'clock at night and I'm full of shit. Good job. But it was one of those where we didn't have, like, lunch and then a snack and then dinner. It was, like, all consumed within about two and a half hours. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, while we were doing our live stream earlier, uh, the live stream ended with the fire alarm, uh, the smoke alarm going off in the apartment. Turned out there was a lot of things going on in my kitchen. Last night, Saturday night, I took it upon myself to help out and uh, marinated chicken wings. So one barbecue bag, one dry rub bag. Turned out, John, I did not seal. I did not zip up the bag that had the barbecue wings in them. So when Alyssa pulled the bag out of the fridge this afternoon while we were doing the live stream to make wings and open up the bag, unroll the bag, bam, wings went everywhere. In gotcha. the oven, on the floor, on her clothes. And so I think there was some barbecue that splattered on the bottom of the stove. And then when they got cooked, yeah, it starts smoking. Start smoking the whole thing. So yeah. needless to say, I've, that. I've been fired from my sous chef yeah. duties. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame her. I, I would kick your ass off the duty as well. I, I'm a I'm a terrible zip, you know. Just cap. thinking about other things. Like Who knows just, what I was thinking? I was thinking about something probably. Yeah, just tr- maybe it's a new video. Maybe it's a podcast topic. Maybe it's what I'm going to watch tomorrow. I'm just not always locked and loaded in the kitchen beside what's going into my mouth. Yeah. You know what they say about Einstein? Awful assistant because he was always thinking about, you know, had something on his mind. But I, I think 
If I was someone's assistant, I would be the worst assistant beside Einstein ever. <laughs> if you Can't just focus. had like an X-ray, like a if our if our thoughts printed out over twenty four hours, it would be a lot of stuff that would not be productive to anybody else, but to us would be very productive. Totally agree. I I'm also like what's on the line in the Super Bowl later. Why I'm a bad cook, partly because it does take a lot of patience and focus. Yeah. Like it's. You know, I mean, you, you call games or do do whatever. Like, you got to really lock in. It's like a task. But you're not getting paid to do it. But there is, a res- there is like, a, you do get to eat the good food at the end. But it does take a little long to get there, right? It, it takes, yeah, it takes a little long for sure. A and lot, if you're not good, you're probably going to screw it up so many times early on. And then you're like, I'm not, why am I even wasting time cooking? Yeah. Just thinking about podcasts and YouTube topics. I know. What does this legacy mean for my, what do these wings mean for my legacy? Look, the game was uh, not close. It was not a very competitive game. Game sucked. I mean, let's be real. I liked the weekend. Apparently, Twitter. You told me Twitter didn't like it. I liked it. I liked him. I was watching. You know what I was thinking? Watching him was this absolute freaking genius, man. He when they were like, "What should we call uh, you as a singer?" It's like, uh, "Should we call you Haberman or Middlecoff?" He's like, "No. What's the thing people love the most?" So it was like the weekend. It's like fantastic. It is genius, guy. I I, I, I mean, feel like I just did this. an Easter bee bit. But, but I, I think about deactivating Twitter all the time. I did a really good job during the game. Only went on it two or three times. I went on at halftime. I'm like, because I had talked some shit on this YouTube live stream. Partly because I didn't have all the songs at the top of my head. And yeah. you're like, I'm telling you, the dude had some bangers. He's really good. I'm like, it's a weekend a little song. overrated. Then he starts singing all the songs. And he's it's not like auto-tune. You could tell he's got a really good voice. I had multiple friends living in different areas in the country. We're like, God, the weekend's pretty good. I'm thinking, this is good. <laughs> yeah. Like, the weekend is good. I checked Twitter. Everyone's shitting on him. I, honestly, it crossed my mind. I'm deactivating this thing right now. Like, <laughs> are, Did you think that was bad? I thought it was pretty no, good. No, look, my standard for a Super Bowl halftime is pretty low. Yeah, well, what do people think they're going to get? I don't know. I liked it. I was entertained. I did, too. Podcast is brought to you by Ease. Ease special, 30% off with the code HAM. Ease.com, special, special, special. Ease special, 30% off with the code HAM. 30% off right now, code HAM. We usually do $20 of a purchase over $50 or more. 30% off. 30% off. Promo code HAM, promo code HAM, 30% off. Get on it right now. Ease.com, 30% off. Do it. Do it, guy. Do it. Tell your friends. Tell your grandparents. Tell your cousins. Tell your everyone you know. Thirty percent off. I think this is uh, Monday only, right? Uh, Monday Post-Super only. Bowl? This week. So this, I think it. it'll roll this week. Right, yeah, we'll jump just on jump it. on it immediately. Thirty percent off. Do it now. Just got to be twenty-one or over. Get verified online in minutes, and let's start the off season off right, John. What what do you think about my weekend's comp? Like if I was in a draft room and they're like, uh, what's the weekend like? I'm like, he's a, well, I actually called Bruno Mars a poor man's weekend. I like the weekend more than Bruno you called. Mars. You, you texted fair? me. You called him, you called him a cooler Bruno Mars, a cooler Br- Bruno Mars. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Bruno Mars. Like I'm a Bruno Mars fan. I don't hate that. Do you think they're kind of in the same category? Uh, a little you different. Know, I don't know. Uh, like what kind of music do you consider the weekend? Like cool music? Yeah, I, but which isn't Bruno Mars cool music too? Yeah, but he's he's probably closer to R and B. I feel like than than the weekend, wouldn't he? You see, no, he's got some, more like some. Yeah, he's a little poppy. He's a little like kind of new age techie. You know, yeah. it's kind of like this hybrid. Like Bruno Mars could have like just sang in like the seventies, right? 
and just like on the piano sing. I guess that's true, yeah. But I think the weekend's like a little bit more cool. Yeah, cooler version. I'd call Bruno Mars a poor man's version of the weekend, but actually he has talents that he could probably do things that the weekend can't do, but maybe the weekend can't. I just thought weekend when he was just singing and there was no autotune or anything, I'm like, you could tell the guy's a good voice. Yeah, he, you right? definitely could. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't think was the case, why I was kind of shitting on him in the Understandable. live stream. Like, I just, but then you, I think it's like easy to forget because like some of his songs sounds the same, that there's just like 12 songs of his that you know and love, right? Yeah, he's got, he's got bangers. Every song. <laughs> did he even do the Black Panther song? I don't think he did at halftime. I don't think he did either. Which is a great song. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Hey, what yeah, else? I, mean, let's, I, let's just, I give the halftime show like A minus minimum. Let's uh, let's spew some of our other uh, Super Bowl takes. Um, uh, turns out, here's a new rule of thumb. I thought about writing down in a book. I should keep a book of like things to watch for before a game. If a team is missing both of its starting tackles and another offensive lineman, red flag. That might affect them when the game starts. <laughs> You know what I didn't know because I'm not in the nitty gritty of like I didn't give a shit. But when they kind of announce who's starting and they're like, well, they moved the guy that had been playing at right tackle for Mitchell Schwartz. They had to bump him to left tackle. They took their right guard. They moved him to right tackle. They took Wisniewski off the bench and put him at right guard. I was like, that's way too many dominoes. Like that's a problem. I didn't quite realize that. You could feel it about three or four series when Mahomes is just running for his life. He does three sixties. And he's not trying to run for his life. Like, he wants to just sit in there and throw. They were off, right? And, I mean, the offensive lineman had no shot to block those guys. Shaq Shaq Barrett, I mean, that guy looks like Von Miller Jr. He was kicking their ass. JPP looked really good. He's a beast. Uh, Vita Vea, they put – I'm not no nine technique expert, but they bumped him outside. They put him on a tackle a couple times, John, and it was game over. I'll tell you one guy who's just resurrected his career a little bit because he literally got cut this season. The guy was the fourth pick in the draft. He got cut this season. I think it was fair to say, like, is Leonard, what's his deal? Is he an asshole? Remember, people hated him. He's a good player. Like, that guy's an NFL star. He was trucking people tonight. Like, this guy was like, he's not like some $40 million running back, but you could justify giving him 6 or $7 million, couldn't you? Yeah, He's I mean, a John, starting he, NFL good player. He fit, uh, Fournette was sixteen for eighty nine in the touchdown. I think he would have had two touchdowns if it was him that got the ball on the goal line and not Ronald Jones. When I, Ronald Jones weird, got stopped on the why why Rojo had the ball, but they gave he it to him like three too. out of the four times. No, yeah. he's a good player, but yeah. I just wouldn't you just lean with a guy that's just way bigger? I would think so, you know? or just even and Ronald Brady runs hard. Runs. How about the offensive lineman? He thought he had it, and the guy made a great play, punched it out. You just don't do those drills. Like in practice, the wide receiver touchdown drills. That guy's over there doing like crab steps, blocking defensive tackles. Well, how about John? So you bet fifty on Gronk. We had a bunch of props. I had six props. You had three pops. Props. Some of these props, all it takes is one to hit, and it it's what you're you're just trying to get one. You had uh, fifty on Gronk at plus fourteen hundred first touchdown. So that paid seven. I guess 700, 750 plus your 50, seven plus your 50. 700 plus my 50. So I got seven. I got, yeah, at $4. So I got 754 in my account right now. Who was awesome about that? It was good. Is that Tyreek could have, Tyreek, I thought almost had the opening. Well, Pringle almost had the opening touchdown. Then Tyreek, then it was Gronk. That was pretty sweet. That was a cool moment. Yeah. The, it was a very cool moment. My, my logic was just, they're going to have a play for Gronk in the red zone. Now he was, 
like his game exceeded anyone's expectations. Like he was probably the runner up for the MVP, right? He was fantastic I, yeah, tonight. Yeah. He he was just dominant. Uh, but that play, they clearly had it schemed. It gave him like when he scored, it felt like God, these guys are not fucking around. Because if he's getting going, like the problem I thought once he scored for Kansas City, it's like, well, that means like Evans and Godwin are still out there. Like this is a problem for you guys. Right. A little overwhelming. It felt like for the Chiefs that offense. It the whole thing felt like did the Chiefs look like a team that had been in the Super Bowl before? Now again, a remember bad how, offensive line how, can make well, you look that now, way. Yeah, you had a take. You have a good baseball take because baseball, you it's not one thing as we've learned as time's gone on. It's not a good talk radio sport unless you're like Mad Dog Russo because you approach it like football. Yeah, it's not a good talk radio sport. To like me, on the, the only West way baseball is a good talk radio sport is when your market cares about your starting lineup. That every day you can argue. Like I've noticed this about Warriors Warriors discussions now. Like. 50% of Warriors discussions are about lineups. Like when Steph should have come out of a game, should Steph have come back in early? What would you put Ubre out there or would you bench Wiseman? Like that's a and lot that's of That's a basketball. good that and that's a good thing. It's a good right? thing if, you're, your fan if your average in. fan is like locked into rotations, yeah. yeah. Which is what it takes for baseball. Anyway, keep And that's why so. that's why it can work in Philly, New York, I think with the Red Sox, right? Because you can go ape shit on a hit and run in the 7th inning. Like, I, yeah. I just can't even pretend to give a fuck about that. But in when I lived in Philadelphia and their team was really good, the team that they really cared about that because they were watching all the games. And my, my baseball is, take is that when you you're can, not hitting, you look lazy. You look terrible. Yeah. And you just look like you're just not even trying. And it's really just because you don't make – no one gets to first base. In football, when your offensive line is getting smoked, it looks like your team hasn't prepared. They're running plays, I'm sure, that like – if you just watch all the wide receivers moving down the field, like they're all running their routes, they're all fucking. You think if you I went to Tyreek Hill, like, did you try this game? He's like, I just ran 17 miles, right? I'm open half the time, and I look back, and the guy's doing a 360 back there. Like I, I feel like I've watched a lot of Mahomes games so far in his three year career as a starter. That feels by far like the Niners didn't even pepper him that much last year. Like he had way more. He was off. Remember last year throwing the ball. I thought this game, he just never had time to just even operate. And that goes to Todd Bowles. It goes to the offensive line. It was just the the combination of everyone's going to say the Chiefs fucking sucked when it might be as simple as their offensive line was beyond hideous all game. Right? Yes, I think it was a big part of that, and. Mahomes almost made a couple incredible plays that didn't get made. How about the one guy that Pringle almost had the one-handed catch? The, the third back. down play and the fourth down play. It was a back-to-back -back sequence of me. <laughs> it's honestly the loudest I yelled the whole game, those two plays. If Pringle would have caught that and kept two feet, would that have been like the greatest play of all time? Yeah, and it, but he didn't. And then if the next touchdown, if the next play that hit whoever – what. I don't even know who it was. Are we hitting the face? It might have been like Sammy Watkins or something. That yeah. throw? Have you seen the photo, the still photo of the throw? It's like the reverse. You remember Jameis fumbling in the national championship game? It's like the opposite. Like he's that far forward and somehow throws a bullet into the end zone. And that play would have been one of the greatest plays I ever saw. Where it goes through like three DBs that are swiping at the yeah. ball and then it hits them like this, but it hits them in the helmet. In his defense, there were like three hands in front of him. <laughs> yeah. But whoever it was, but... Uh, that this game did the game did lack like just incredible plays, right? It wasn't a great game. If, if this game would have been on Sunday morning at ten to one, 
I don't think many people around the country, besides that it's Tom and Mahomes, the actual game part, you know, like when a, a day ends, like a Sunday ends, week eight, there are moments throughout week eight, besides like me and you talk about the Niners, Raiders, whatever, and then there'd be a couple moments, this game would not have been a moment. There was not a moment in the game, mm. right? It was more highlight. I mean, the Gronk plays would be like your quick highlight. It was just, it was Boomer does the highlights on ESPN plus. It's kind of a, in a weird way, a forgettable Super Bowl, right? I mean, Tom is part of the problem, right? Is both these guys, Mahomes played in one, had Wasp. I mean, that play we heard about for six fucking months. Tom's Super Bowls are like his wins and his losses. I'd say of the nine, they're all pretty memorable. Right from Malcolm Butler to Nick Foles to twenty eight three, I'd say the thirteen to three game is a little bit like this, just a little bit. I don't, I don't remember much of the McVay Super Bowl beside them just sucking. Yeah, but this, this team one was a viewed little better than that Rams team, right? This Chiefs team was viewed as a better. Yeah, team yeah, than but Rams my team. point is just the game in a vacuum. Like I don't think like there are going to be that many memorable moments that we just talk about. Like Malcolm Butler plays get talked about forever. Nick Foles, you know, some of these games twenty eight three. This game is a bleh. Yeah. Which, if you are going to lose, I think it's better to lose in a meh than lose like Seattle Malcolm Butler style, right? 28-3 style. You'd rather just get your ass kicked. You'd rather lose like this than the Niners lost last year? Yeah. I think you'd rather we just got beat, whatever, we move on. Because I think the Niners like keeps you up at night. I Sometimes you get your ass kicked. You know, they were just better than us. I'd rather lose in a heartbreaking way, I think. So you, yeah, I don't know. Just don't to know. know that you showed up in the Super Bowl and played. Like if you never get I think another it's, it's, one, it's, at least you didn't lay an egg. You know. Well, it's you. Competed. I think if you're ne- if you're never gonna win one, if you're never gonna win one, you one million percent heartbreaker. So you so you can tell every single person till the day you die, from the barbershop to your banker to your buddies over beers when you're like seventy, you just keep rehashing it. Like, yeah. I swear to God, if Mosley just would have came in. But when you are when Travis Kelsey can just be like, well, you know, I fucking we won, we won the year before. We just overestimated a little bit, but yeah, we and you had the ring on. I think it's a little easier when you you just won it. Yeah, because like Super Bowl hangover, the Chiefs. One. What the Chiefs? They they had a Super Bowl hangover from last year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd be like. Yeah, Super Bowl hangover. Just had a Super Bowl hangover. <laughs> I mean, they were playing a road a su- game. <laughs> they were in have the other team's su- stadium. <laughs> I still can't get over that. Has a Super Bowl champion ever had a Super Bowl hangover in the next Super Bowl? Can you claim yeah, that? Yeah, I think that? the Chiefs just had a Super Bowl hangover. <laughs> we got a road racing going on out I there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, God. I need to move. Um, don't we all? Let's talk about Tom. Anything else here before we get to Tom? Did, oh, uh, can, can, I do, can I do 30 seconds on this? Yes. I mean, the Niners passed on Mahomes. Didn't, weren't interested in quarterback. Said no to Brady, who then went and won the Super Bowl. I we'll talk about Tom and I'll, I'll Garoppolo, but uh, like it's not lost on me tonight. I we've just talked about it so much that we don't want to do it just like over and over. But like that's not nothing, you know. It's and and what happens over the next five years will determine whether or not like that's a thing we talk about a lot. I'm not saying well, the I- Niners would have won the Super Bowl with Tom, but. I do think the passing on Mahomes, part of why that comes back up, right, is because the 49ers general manager has to give a press conference because he gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, which is an incredible moment. 
But unlike Charles Woodson, I don't know if you saw the David Baker, Charles Woodson thing. No. They were doing like a fake interview with Charles Woodson in his backyard. And David Baker came around the corner. It was really cool. And Charles like, why are you doing this to me, man? And he starts crying. And Peyton, obviously, is his story. This is an awesome class. I mean, Calvin Johnson. And Who then was the guy John- with the long hair? Like the white guy with like flowy hair that was walking uh-huh. off the field when they showed him at halftime. Like they showed Peyton, they showed Lynch. And there was a guy... Maybe he's not one of them. Sorry, keep telling your story. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'll have to look that, at the class. But just that then Lynch, because then Lynch, they're going to start asking Lynch, like, what do you think about the Super Bowl matchup? Like, Because you're kind of interconnected. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, Charles Woodson is more like, who are you going to go in as? And you can already see Raider fans are a little edgy that like he did win a Super Bowl for that team. So I, he does feel a little more Raider to me, but... I can already see my uh, social media. People are a little on edge right now about where his alliances are going to lie. But John Lynch is like, has kind of had a huge role in the trajectory of some of the shit going on in the league, right? He could have drafted these guys, passed on Mahomes, kind of says in his talk that like, you know, I tried to convince Kyle. Everyone kind of, it's like Danny Ainge saying that Draymond Green was the fifth player on their board. I always a little skeptical of like, you know, I tried to, Really tried to push coach for uh, for Lawrence Taylor, but he really wanted to go with the right guard. It's like, okay, you know, it's, it's easy to say 10 years from now. Like, there there are people that are like, when Bobby Knight had that 1983 or 84 U.S. Olympic team, and he gets on the phone with the Portland Trailblazers, and he's like, take Michael Jordan. And they're like, we already have Clyde Drexler. They're like, we need a center. And he's like, play him at center. Like, that's real? Yeah. Like, that's just, but there are some that are just like, I told Kyle to get, did you really like Mahomes? Because he claimed he went to Mahomes' pro day as a smokescreen. I'm like, I'd, I'd probably keep that to yourself. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'd what? be, like, I don't know if I'd really be talking like To do that. what? To get the Chiefs to trade up? I don't know. It's just, the Tom, guy, Tom called them and wanted to come. If, I, if they said yes, Tom would be a Niner. I know. And you know what I think? I think he wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. But then I think, I mean, because, you know, I, in some ways, the, the, the Bucks roster that played in the Super Bowl was better than the, on defense, was better than the Niners defensive roster that finished the season. Finished the season like week yeah, five. Half of them were gone. Well, exactly. <laughs> like Tom being on the team, does that change? I mean, maybe it change. It definitely could change whether or not Bosa gets hurt because you just never know. Maybe he's not on the field in that sequence. Whatever. <laughs> but that's a lot of butterfly effect. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's – my first reaction is, ah, it's not that big a deal. It's not like they would have won the Super Bowl with Tom. But you know what? They might have been in the Super – now their offensive line, you know, there's a lot of factors. But I don't think we can just give them a pass and say, well, they it, it's they wouldn't have gone this far with Tom. They might have. You know why? Because every team Tom's on has a chance to win the Super Bowl. So <laughs> yeah. look at it like that. They fucked up. Think about this. Tom's on the other end. Or, I mean, Don Yee might be, but Tom's telling him to do this. It's not like Don's going rogue and calling teams Tom doesn't want to go to. It's basically like the equivalent. Tom Brady as a football player. <laughs> Would be like a dude on Tinder or Bumble that is worth like a billion dollars. Like, ladies, you want a date? Like, if you really knew, like, every fucking chick would like and match with him and try to be in his DMs. And Tom's getting turned down. I would imagine if you're Tom Brady, like, these motherfuckers are turning me down? He's like, me? He's like, for Jimmy Garoppolo, like, the guy that I used to practice with? That guy? If you told me right now Tom Brady does not like the 49ers... Like, he was, like, offended by that. I wouldn't blame him. I know. Like, that. that is, like, if you put yourself in his shoes, that's offensive, guy. They offended him. 
If I was Tom, I'd be like, fuck you guys. Blew that one. Alan Fanica, by the way. I yeah, Alan Fanica's Fanica. lost. He looks incredible. I thought it was like, yeah, like uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, we're all the we're uh, all the Hall of Famers at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what was. Oh, John Lynch was there too. John Lynch was on the field. Peyton was out there in an orange blazer, and Fanica was out there looking like Jim Edmonds. Do you think that adds anything to the Niners? Just having John be in the Hall of Fame now, or it's just kind of nothing really changes. I mean, they got a Hall. He of was Famer already viewed as a GM. As a, yeah. Like, that's cool. It's a pretty big deal. I mean, it, you know, it'd be great if he could go in as a GM. He had, you He's know, in a pretty big draft. That class guy is pretty. I mean, Peyton as a leader of a class is always real. I, Charles is in the class. Like that's. I mean, here's the other thing I was thinking. People have argued. I've seen is John Lynch a Hall of Famer or not? He was on the best defense in the league for like six or seven years, and he was I, easily I their third best player. Yeah. And the other two players, Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp, were no doubt about it Hall of Famer. So it's like. He's probably a Hall of Famer. Did Coors you know? Light get Tom Flores inducted? I think they did. I think they did, too. Uh, but I think that was always the talk. I think the Raiders, who've had experience with this a lot, they get really mad when they get to this veterans committee because that's what Flores went in as. Yeah. And remember, Snake went in like that. And it's like, you're kind of doing them. You're going to let him in anyway. Let him go in like with the, you know, not as like the veteran committee has to get him just like the normal way. Remember, uh, Ken Stabler went in that way. They like get up, put on a different ballot part of the ballot. I think that's the way Tom Flores just went in. Like he didn't get voted normally. I remember I'm, hearing I'm a few sure. years ago. You know what I'm saying? Am I, I right? Yeah, yeah. I I think so. I'm not quite clear on. The I, whole I don't thing. think Tom Flores just went in like Peyton Manning did. They went in like different ways, even though they're in the same class. When you, you have know? yeah, but it's just like if you're gonna let him in anyway, it's kind of stupid. Like that's just like semantics of the voting. But you're gonna eventually let the older guys in. But maybe it's just part of the deal. I don't know. I, I just a safety net, I think, to make sure people don't get left behind. Well, but the difference between Flores and Stabler is remember Stabler was dead, and it was like, God, you guys could have done this two years ago. At least Tom still gets to experience this, right? Right. Niners Raiders Hall of Fame game is that well, what I they mean, announced? What's going to be? A, well, no, not a bad no, idea. No, throwing, oh, I thought you. I thought. I sorry. When you say Raiders, I assume you're making a joke, but you're being serious. No, I'm. I mean, dead serious. It does feel with Peyton Manning, the Colts would be a lock. They'll be in that game, right? Usually, the most famous player that team comes, so it'll be like Indy Niners. It's usually two teams that are associated with the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. But the Niners necessarily aren't with John, but maybe because he's the GM, it's an easy one. Niners Colts. That's my guess. I wouldn't. I, I'm all for Niners Raiders, but I just feels like the Colts are a lock. And maybe just because Lynch is the GM, maybe they bring them to. I guess you go Niners Packers because of well, the Raider fans get mad. Well, Charles a Raider. I, the Raiders have a pretty good. Charles, I will say Charles does feel like a Raider to me. What? Defensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl champion, Green Bay. Five Pro Bowls with the Raiders, two All Pros with the Raiders. I think five Pro Bowls with the Raiders. All right, on to Tom. Tom Brady just won his. Seventh Super Bowl, his fifth MVP, and I'll be honest, watching it, I, I think I'm still in a state of disbelief. I, I can't believe he makes winning a game look so easy that other people struggle just to get to. This is the craziest thing in our sporting lives, I think. I'm 36 years old. You could argue just his run in New England was, you know, up there with the craziest thing we'd ever seen, right? Some of Jordan's runs, Tiger's runs. It's, it's on a short list. You know, I didn't experience like Muhammad Ali or fucking, uh, I, I guess Cal Ripken had a moment in the mid-90s that was pretty big, but that was just one moment. I mean, it was a long moment of not missing games. 
But to me, to move teams like he did, and to not just move teams, but go to the Bucks, he went guy, and I know they did have a lot of talent, and they truly did. I mean, you're watching them today, you're like, God, the team's stacked. They, they were really talented. But we've seen a lot of really talent. I mean, the Lions have had talent before. Like, who give Talent doesn't mean anything in football, right? It doesn't guarantee you anything. It doesn't guarantee you playoffs, let alone playoff wins, let alone making a run. To go there and to win a Super Bowl? Think about who just the three quarterbacks he's beat if we just throw out what's-his-name Heineke. We'll not even count that. He beats Breeze in his last game ever. He beats Rodgers at Lambeau, and he beats Mahomes. Like, that's a pretty epic first year with the Bucks knocking off those three quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I, I one thing I was thinking about after the game was would he have won the Super Bowl had he stayed put in New England? No. I mean, he would have had to go through Kansas City in Kansas City. Potentially, right? New England, but New England's team wasn't nearly as talented. As no, the no, they, they're no doubt. I'm just saying, like, if he's in the AFC, he's got to play a road game against the Chiefs in all likelihood. And then on top of that, he's not as his team's not as good, not as talented. Uh, but how many? Think of how many that, road games he's probably you know probably doesn't win the division this year. Maybe they win 10, 11 games, right? And he's got to win road games. It's yeah, although much, I, he had to win road games anyway. To your point earlier, he had to beat Rodgers in in Green Bay. But no, I don't more, think he more, does either. More like, firepower, to me, that's, though. Huh? More firepower on this squad to win the road games, right? Yeah, I, I I'm um, I'm with you on this being the most amazing. It's for me basketball is a little different because one individual player can have so much power over the ability to win. It's what makes LeBron special, right? Is he just lifts some of these rosters? Yeah, especially in Cleveland, you're like, how, how it, is he taking this roster to it? Like if LeBron next if LeBron next year went to the Sacramento Kings and then I told you the Sacramento Kings won the NBA Finals, it's not that crazy once I tell you LeBron's on the team, right? I just think we've seen in basketball guys win just we've seen one not individual. we've seen, but like Bill Russell's a lot. Like we've seen guys just stack championships in the NBA, yeah, to a degree, right? But to be to be this dominant at winning the game, that is just like you think about the last twenty years, how hard. It was for Peyton Manning just to get to the game, right? Tom's contemporaries, how hard it is just for Aaron Rodgers to get to the game. Like when you watch Aaron Rodgers, you think it's really hard to get to the Super Bowl. When you watch Tom, you think like, well, you just got to win three games and bam, you're there. And then all you do, you just got to win that game. Well, to me, but it's not that easy. It's one thing for us to talk about it and fans to talk about it and everyone watching, talking about it and thinking about it. Imagine being Aaron Rodgers right now at home, having a couple cocktails, and be like, what the fuck? What do I... This isn't... Guy, he's been to one. He's been to one. There's a, probably a decent chance. I, hell, I mean, a damn good chance. He only goes to one. Russell, who won the man of the year who's there, there's a decent chance he only goes to one. Breeze only went to one. Now, the, I think those guys are better than Breeze, but the point is, like, Breeze... Like Rodgers played on just powerhouse teams, right? For, I mean, a decade, I'd say, of Breeze's like 15 years, 10 of them. Like he had, he went into the playoffs thinking, like, we got a pretty damn good shot. Brady, I mean, you can manifest or believe or Tom, you know, TB12 it, whatever. You still got to do it, right? It's, it's insanity, man. Uh-huh. I mean, today was an ass kicking. This is the easiest Super Bowl he's had. I mean, shit. Ever, right? 
And a big part of that was just the Chiefs being down both tackles and three offensive linemen. Patrick Mahomes' job was really hard. He was running for his life after a second and a half, it felt like. But whatever. I mean, like to me, Tom, Tom won the MVP. It was going to be tight, right, between him and Gronk. I think he could have given it to Gronk. Thank God they didn't give it to Devin Wett. I'm sorry. I know you could have made $1,200 on that. But uh, as the person who recommended, I feel like first recommended Devin White at 66 to 1 and then didn't bet on him at that point in time, I would have been devastated had he won the MVP. Um, I think Tom's final numbers, which were 21 to 29 for 201, three touchdowns, no picks, I I, I think he was better than that. Um, at halftime, he was 16 to 20 for 140. He was unreal in the first half. And then they didn't, what did they have to do after that? No, right? well, they, they were, the game was over. So I, I think his numbers got suppressed by the fact that he didn't, he didn't really have to do much beyond that. But I thought he was fantastic. Um, and I would have loved to have seen Gronk win it. I thought it was fitting that Tom won the thing because Gronk's not there if it's not for Tom. Leonard Fournette's not there if it's not for Tom. Antonio Brown, who caught a touchdown, is not there if it's not for Tom. And the Buccaneers sure as hell are not there if it's not for Tom Brady. Um, so he he would have gotten my MVP vote. I five Super Bowl MVPs is just I, that might be just as crazy as the seven Super Bowl wins. Yeah, I mean, no one. You just see Mahomes get his ass kicked. You realize, like, listen, he might end up with like three, but that's gonna be he'll go down as like one of the most remarkable careers. Like Tom's career, he's in just a stratosphere in the universe all by himself when it comes to football. Like, I mean, you see these Montana videos. Like, he was four for four. That was it. They got there four times. That means all those other years, he got knocked out by the Bears, by the New York Giants, by fucking whoever. Got there four times. That was it. I mean, I the 10 is pretty nuts, guy. And I think the you and I went back and forth this week who had more on the line. And, you know, Mahomes, it's just the one thing you realize he's young. He's got a lot left. Like, Tom doesn't have that much more left. You never know. The, the adding the NFC championship, like he immediately guy, I mean, he's the greatest Patriot ever because when he left the Patriots, he was the greatest player ever. He's just, he's an absolute icon. It's like Bird, Ted Williams, Bill Russell, but Brady's at the top, right? Even probably over Bill Russell, maybe just hand in hand with Bill Russell. Then he goes to Tampa. If he did retire, which he clearly is not going to because why would he? The game, he's in complete control of everything he's doing is he just, he already, I mean, you could justify putting a statue. You could, his name's clearly like, was it, was it this year? Or no, it was Gruden's last year in the booth. Remember they put his name up in the, uh, and and that's when the buzz was like, is he going to come back to Tampa? Is he going to come back to the Raiders? So that was three years ago. And it took Gruden, what, 15 years to get it up there after winning the Super Bowl? Like Tom, like he, he, 100% his name's going up there, right? One year, one Super Bowl, regardless what happens next year. It, yeah, but but that's the other thing is I don't even think like when you say regardless of what happens next year, what you're kind of saying is like, well, I mean, he's not going to do it next year, right? Well, yeah, well, I'm but, saying regardless, like maybe they no, lose I agree the with NFC you. championship. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, uh, like a Stafford I mean, beating him. Like I thought this watch in the game, that ball he threw early in the game, he throws that pass out to the far sideline to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown goes up and catches it, and when he made that throw, I thought, is is his arm top fifteen in the NFL right now? Top. I mean, it's not a weak arm. No. It's, I mean, it's more than good enough right now for today's NFL. He's not out there like beating you with his brain only kind of the way Breeze does, right? Wouldn't you say the biggest difference, his contemporaries that all just kind of Rivers tapped out 
And I'm tapping out. You know what I mean? Like retired, just just got old. Just looked old. Manning was done. Breeze done. Those guys never had the arm to begin with, right? The one thing Tom had is he was a dude throwing 98 that, you know what? When he retires, he'll end up throwing 92 or 93. The problem for those guys is they peaked at like 94, and when all of a sudden they look, they're like Jared Weaver, and it's like 85. Tom, you would agree if Tom was like them arm-wise, he'd be in trouble because he can't move. Yeah. One of his defining characteristics as a great player I don't think we really talk about him, the player, that much. We talk about like the TB12 and the drive and just the, and the, the, and the winning and, and the teammate and just the fucking rallying the guys. His arm is like even Montana didn't have a great arm. Like his arm is just a high end arm. And I think that has been a huge separating factor over him. That's the crazy part about Rodgers. Think about that. Like the one thing with Rodgers, even Elway got to five, right? You would think he would just be able to will you to like two or three. Now, part of it, I think the Packer fans would say his defenses for the most part are never great. And sometimes they're really shitty. That is one thing Tom has going for him, right? His defense is for really sure. Good. Now, I'd say, well, you had Montana before Tom ever arrived. You might want to Google where his defenses rank. They were high. Like you need good defenses to have a good team. This is that's part of football, right? The NBA is no different. Like, you got to play good defense to win NBA championships. Baseball is no different. You got to be able to pitch and play defense to win. Like, it's just part of the deal in football is I'd say Tampa's like a high end Super Bowl defense. You don't probably don't need to be that good. Like, the Chiefs' defense was good enough. They just turned out their offense fell apart and they had no shot, right? They, they scored nine. Yeah, although I did, wa- I was thinking watching the game, like, when you, you sometimes we spend so much time talking about quarterbacks, we forget, not forget, but. Maybe we don't talk enough about what a championship defense really looks like and how how much they can make up for other deficiencies. Not that the well, when you have a good when you have a good offense and a championship defense, you're going to win the Super Bowl, right? Because you can have a championship defense. I thought the Niners did last year, but they didn't have a championship offense. Yeah, and that's the difference. Like today, like you just go, well, they got playoff Lenny, they got Rojo, so their backfield's good. They go Gronk looks damn good. Break they've thrown some plays to. All their wide receivers are sweet. I mean, guy, the, Tampa's offense. And they've loaded? got like. <laughs> would you say they have? How many playmakers do they have on defense? Four. I'd say both the ends can make play. Yeah. JPP and Shaq. Both the linebackers. I texted a buddy. I was like, do you consider Levante? Because obviously Devin White gets all the pub. I'm like, you consider Devonte? Uh, uh, Levante David. Levante David, a high end starter. He's like, hell yes. So, Vita Vea. Um, Big time. Uh, 31, they do. They got the Tawning, who's a rookie. I mean, he's sweet. They're, honestly, their corners, like the bunting, they're, they're just solid. Like yeah. They, they kind of feel like the Chiefs corners. Like They don't have Derivas or anything, but like every team in the league would take their group, right? They just, they're athletic. They run around. They play hard. Yeah, just thought their defensive line. Like, did you, did Chris Jones play tonight? <laughs> I don't Great remember his name. I, I think part like of the problem the for it felt like Tom was, you know, I don't know how dirty his jersey was. Beside the one snap that went over his head or like hit him in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he actually did a great job. He like located it, got right to it and hit the ground. Mahomes was running for his life, which Brady, I think the Brady haters, I, I don't even, you, you can't exist anymore. Like they got completely shut up this year. Like there's nothing to be said. Well, I, he went yeah, to a team I, that sucked, and then he goes there and he wins the Super Bowl. I just, it's over. I, I just no. It's that's why I thought the the legacy building opportunity was just more winning, but also kind of separating himself from Belichick. 
And I think that's part of what's I, I like. I wonder if Tom is going to be viewed with hindsight as even on a pedestal above Bill in the annals of NFL history. What would the NFL do if Belichick somehow get a quarterback Patriot Tampa Super Bowl next year? <laughs> B. <laughs> you think they'd sign up for that right now? I'd sign up for that right now, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, me too. As long as it's not like, you know, a great defense and Yeah, yeah. No, I mean to make Garoppolo? But to me to make it to me to make it to the Super Bowl, you gotta be pretty damn good. Do you think the Niners, we'd call the Niners 0 for 3 if they passed on Mahomes, didn't get a Brady, and then traded Garoppolo to New England and New England went to the Super Bowl? Ah, every it's like the Costanza, like everything they do, just go with the opposite decision. You know, Schefter tweeted tonight that uh and and we've talked a little bit about this, not necessarily the two teams. He's like, don't forget. I, I don't know exactly what the tweet was, but the, the gist of it was, or words wise, the gist of it was two teams called and really pursued Tom. Like remember, rumors were that Tom reached out to like the Saints, Tom reached out to obviously the Niners. Tom put his feelers out to the Raiders. Like, Don Yee had to do some work. It wasn't like... The phone was just blowing up. It was really the Chargers and the Bucks wanted him. You got to give the Bucks credit. I, I think the hindsight is like, of course the Bucks took him. I, I don't think people were beating down his doors. The, the Patriots had looked shitty. Remember, their offense was really bad toward the end of the season. He was 43 years old. It really wasn't that crazy at the time. Like, yeah, team didn't want him. We we defended the the 49ers with Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. Think how stupid that sounds a year later. Yeah. But again, the Niners weren't alone. Like a lot of teams could have had them. That's to me the and this is where uh, I think every time Brady has won a Super Bowl now, we kind of say this is a, wow, what a last chapter. And it's not. We, he could win another one next year, John. Well, you don't think he's going to retire, do you? No, I I don't think he's close to retiring. I think he's going to sign another contract. I do too. The only way he does, the only way is if he gets if something you know bad happens physically. Well, if you're Tampa, he's not like trending that direction. Well, if you were Tampa, wouldn't you just plan on signing him to one year deals until he's done? Yeah. Don't you think he'll just retire in Tampa Bay? I guess you could never. Who knows? A lot of things change. But at this point, who who is Tampa going to be to be like, Nah, Tom, we're going to pivot from here. Thank you, but. No, you take Tom one year too long. Also, Tom's already a part of like taking a little less to help you keep the sweet guys. Like Tom kind of gets that, right? He doesn't need the extra 10. He'd also go, now I get the tax benefits, keep the extra linebacker, keep Chris Godwin. Right. Tom's smart that way. I got to think the four Bucks owners who all look like clones of each other are going to make the right decision here and, and give Tom Brady as much money as he wants for as long as he agree. wants it. I would agree. Yeah, I had the thought today, like maybe Tom plays for Bowles or Leftwich there, because because Arians to me probably retires before Tom. Right now, John, save fifty percent on the Sleep Number three sixty limited edition smart bed plus special financing on all smart beds, only for a limited time at Sleep Number stores and sleepnumber.com slash ham. Guy, here's the thing. You want to give you some stats here. 18 to 24-year-olds get the most amount of sleep. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? 55 to 64-year-olds get the least amount of sleep. Women get 31 more restful minutes of sleep compared to men. I'm jealous. The most common sleep number setting for women is 35, while 45 is the most common for men. I like it about 45, 50 on my bed. Um, I can't... You and me have both had sleep number beds for years. I can't... 
recommend them enough. Anyone I talk to, I always push Sleep Number. They've obviously been partners with us now for a couple of years. Uh, I think I had the bed before they were ever you know, paying me to say anything about them. I mean, I paid for their bed. And uh, I wish I would have had this uh, our, our promo code because it would have saved me some money. Sleep Number Sleepers routinely use their Sleep Number 360 smart bed features, get almost 100 hours more of proven quality sleep per year. 100 hours. Think what you could do in 100 hours. How about sleep? Help your body. It's your natural health booster. Right now, save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed Plus. Special financing on all smart beds only for a limited time at Sleep Number Stories and sleepnumber.com slash ham. Subject to credit card approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of... The National Football League. The NFL. John, now that the Super Bowl is done, I think the thing we're all waiting for is when Carson Wentz is going to get traded. The reports are that it's going to be happening, and it's going to be happening soon. That's what developed over the weekend. So as we roll into Monday, you figure maybe, like you suggested, the Eagles and whoever might trade for him took took Sunday off, just stay out of the way of the Super Bowl. Although by the third quarter, we could have used a Wentz trade. (laughs) Um, Now maybe this thing picks up on Monday. Hold up, guy. I'm getting a phone call. Howie, how much? You can't talk? Roger said not till tomorrow. He said that the NFL said no trade talk at all <laughs> Sunday. Trade talk can resume Monday morning, guy. Howie Roseman, and I, I listen, This you don't do anything like this without the owner being involved. Like this, for as much as this is how he's going to facilitate the trade, right, and doing, this is a a thumbs up from the owner. Like to me, that's where I think the owner wants Carson Wentz traded. I, I'm not saying that the, that Howie is not behind it. I, I don't think they even care what Nick Sirianni thinks. This is not even his option, but to me, this is a Jeffrey Lurie play. I I think we can start to talk about Jeffrey Lurie a little bit as, I'm not saying this is even a bad thing, but he meddles a little bit. Like he believes he's got an impact in the front office and he's leading to push Carson Wentz away, which, listen, I you, we've all heard some rumblings. I think only the people who were in that building, I'd say the last like six months, probably have stories that would blow you away on what's really going down. But I'd say once it's now become official, this guy's going to get dealt. It's pretty fucking nuts, right? They, they do not like this guy. No. And the play was bad, but you and I talked about on the live stream before and just anyone that's watched football... Play quarterbacks have a unless you're Tom Brady, like can have a down year. Rodgers a couple years ago had bad years. Rivers had a couple bad years. Breeze had a couple moments. Like it's that's not that's human nature. I actually think you can learn to respect a guy on your team who goes through a shitty year if he handles it the right way. He actually becomes more enduring endearing to you, right? Especially when you as a, as a GM, as a coach, yeah. as an owner to his teammates. To yeah. his fan base, especially you know a fan base that would respect somebody picking themselves up. I think every fan base respects that. The Eagles fans aren't. Rocky didn't win every fight, guy. No, he did not. And it's what <laughs> makes the journey great, right? If you never fall down, what's the story of you getting up? And uh, I think for as devastating as it must have been for him personally to watch the Eagles win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, it was part of like writing this opportunity for him, which he never took advantage of. And I will say, in Carson's defense, his the teams around him were not great since the Super Bowl. Um, but I also think if if he was res- like beloved, respected, if he was clearly the leader of that organization, you just think about 
the money they're paying him, what they invested in him from a draft capital standpoint, the fact that they had to make a decision, right? Do we keep Foles or do we trade Foles? And they traded Foles in part because he made Carson uncomfortable. Now, that's that would have been maybe the right decision anyway. But they did so much it happened, for him. It kind of happened twice because remember the next year when they, they won the game at the Bears, but Carson had gotten hurt like – yeah. I forget what week, but early in December, and they were playing shitty. Foles comes in, they start winning some games, For and they sure. win a playoff game. It, it wasn't just the Super Bowl; it kind of bled into the following year. It's Ideally, crazy, if you were them, you would have brought Foles back again to be your backup again the the, the next year, right? But remember, you, but they were like did him a solid. They, to, they didn't they franchise did him a solid, tag him, and they did Wentz. And part of yeah. it was like to keep the like to tell Wentz, no, like this is your. Like trying to broker the peace between the, the sides. Or, or yeah, or Wentz said, I, I I need this guy out of here. Whatever the case is, if if you loved him. Which isn't crazy. He might have indirectly said that, right? He, oh, well, yeah, I, I believe that he did. I believe yeah. that he did. But uh, it's not to like... the nicest guy in the league. <laughs> Foles. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it'd be one thing, right, if the other guy was like Brett Favre and Rodgers, like right. two egos. Like most people like Foles. Weird deal. Not a great sign. Uh, it's it's crazy that they're trading them. Yeah, it's it's because I to your point, I think you said it perfectly. The money, even the poor performance. It's not as if now maybe somebody would disagree with this. It's I didn't watch Jalen Hurts and think, okay, time to move on from Wentz. You can just you can just shift your organization here, and Jalen Hurts can be the starting quarterback of the future. I I would be a little surprised if they feel that way internally. What What do you think? Do they? Th- I, I I have on pretty good resources i don't think he has anything there's nothing to do with it so that's that's what makes this even more shocking right they they don't view jalen hurts as like some future dak prescott well some people will misinterpret it when they trade carson uh mark well of course but that that doesn't that make this this is an independent decision yeah so now we've got this whole thing where they want two ones was the report that's that's why guy i think it's very just even before we get to the compensation if we put carson wentz on the niners Maybe we would know more and be able to like vocalize more about internally how crazy it is. I would be saying I would be very, very careful about trading this human being because you are getting rid of him without a quarterback, and maybe you don't care. You're just trying to blow it up. But to me, more, wherever you send him, you have to be able to come to grips with you're getting a divorce right now from a girl that's who can change and put on some makeup and lose a couple pounds and look like a nine or 10 again fast. And she's going to have people like she could like marry some sweet dude. All of a sudden Carson could just be back in the pro. Like his talent is immense. I I just think it's, I just, it'll keep you up a little bit at night. Once the season starts, like God, has he playing well over there? You know? So let me say this. I, his talent his cause his talent is just elite. His physical gifts are just pretty special. What you just said, I agree with. So I'll just put a period on that before I say what I'm about to say, because I agree with what you just said. But I think sometimes from the outside, a situation can be viewed very differently than it was on the inside. Like sometimes you get divorced from a gorgeous woman. She gets even better looking and people look at you and think like, man, don't you, isn't that hard for you to watch? And you've been through whatever you've been through and you just don't see that person the way you used to see that person and the way the rest of the world sees that person. And it might be that the Eagles are willing to let him win somewhere else because of how they feel about him on the inside. I, I don't mean I, I inside their that, souls. I mean, just like in their building. Like they can't look well, at, they don't want to win with him. 
I think they are at that point, and I think it starts with the owner, where they can go, I don't give a shit if she marries Tom Brady. Right. Or if she marries Jeff Bezos. Good luck to her. Godspeed. Just get out of my house. Which is fine. In a re- in the relationship analogy, you can stomach. You don't even care what the other people around you think. Well, you only friend. answer to yourself. In football, you do, even though you don't answer to your fans, they're just, especially in that town, it would be loud. And it, I don't even think they like him in the town, but we, it'll be forgotten in two well, years if I tell you he's the quarterback of the Chicago Bears yeah. and they're in the NFC Championship game and the Eagles win three games. You only win and you I, only lose. Like, you win or you lose. Well, but, like, let's say the Niners call you. Like, I would you be comfortable? And I know the Saints are $7 million or $70 million over the salary cap or whatever. A team like, like, are you comfortable trading him to someone that you know is a great coach? I think you would hesitate. I think you would like to trade him somewhere that you hope would just be a disaster too, right? Well, that that's Philadelphia. That's the place. <laughs> you wish <laughs> yeah, the Eagles were out there. You could send him there. I mean, I, like, yeah, I, I guess. But are you going to not? Is Howie Roseman really well, going to no, take no, a lesser Nat, deal? Well, well, to me, because he's not like Jalen Ramsey or Khalil Mack, where it's just like everyone's like, well, I'm going to get a sweet deal no matter what. There might be like the one deal that's 30% better than the next best deal. And part of why you're trading him is because you don't believe in him anymore. It's pretty nuts that Carson Wentz is going to be starting quarterback for someone else. Like Jared Goff, it's crazy because no one thought they could get rid of the contract. And you just watch him, you go, he's not that talented. I think the Carson thing is a guy of that talent typically the team holds on to too long, right? Yeah. I mean, they're selling like, fuck it, he's out, <laughs> right? It's, well, like they're just cut, they're just throwing the trash away. Just, I don't even care, take it. Do you think, I think this would be even more shocking if Goff hadn't been traded. Because I think we looked at them in the same way in that you just looked at their contract and said, they're never trading. You, how are you going to trade Goff? Same deal. Like, how you, you, you going to trade you that, You're stuck with them. You think that inspired the Eagles? I like, think, I think a little bit it might have, yeah. I really, I do. They got they got so? Matt Stafford they got Matt Stafford coming back though so the dead money there's cares? no doubt you got nothing but coming it was back. just one of these like do you think Goff got traded and Jeffrey was like so Howie could we trade Carson I just assumed we couldn't but I mean they just traded Goff could could we trade Carson and well, you go Andrew well Brandt, I mean his, fil- his high end film is going to be better than Goff's Andrew Brandt said if the trade goes down it would be the biggest dead cap hit in the history of the league. What is it, like $70 million more? No, it's, it's like 30, 35 or something. For one player. That's pretty massive. Yeah. That's insane. One player. Yeah. It's crazy. Like what dead cap hit makes the owner go like, oh, you know, like $3 million makes the owner be like, oh. A well, GM. to me, it's a just, it, to me, that just shows you they are just, they don't care. They don't care where he goes. But you can think whatever. I just know the way any fan base, because I just know the Niners had the equivalent. Like, if the Niners trade Jimmy G and he goes on to kill it and the Niners are struggling in a couple of years, it's just the nature of the conversation. Like, why couldn't you have figured it out? How did he, you know, just... And it's even different because you drafted him. You cultivated him. He was your guy. You guys pampered him. Like, it's even different when you draft a guy. Like, he's theirs. That's going to be just a... It's going to reverberate the whole franchise. I mean, it's going to be... To me, the Goff thing, because it it was clear... After the Super Bowl, it's like, Jared's got a ceiling, right? The Carson thing was like, this guy could be a franchise changer, right? And be elite in the NFL, like a just go on a run and be one of the premier players. And then you drafted this guy. They got all this credit. And then he just completely became a bum, worst quarterback in the league, to trade it. I mean, it, it happened. The snowball 
you know, rolling down the the mountain grew into an avalanche fast, and just there was no stopping it. And it feels like it's just unstoppable now. I'm still I still was a little surprised when it was like it became clear this weekend, like he's gone. I'll still be surprised when it happens. Me too. Like I'm waiting for it, but because part I of think this he's is ta- gonna- I think he's talented enough. There could be like a mystery team sniffing around. So right? Colts, Bears, Niners, Washington, Carolina. Uh, I'd say that I, I know it, it's weird because they're money, but the Saints would have to sniff around. Again, weird money situation. Yeah. They got problems. You yeah. see, Breeze like went from twenty five to one million. No, like signified that he's going to retire. Gotcha. So basically, he was on the books for twenty five million and like a twenty five million dollar cap hit. He took his salary down to the veteran minimum, and once he retires post June one, they can like spread it out over two years. So he'll only be like a. Because they've pushed his salary back for like a decade every year, you know, just pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. Even though I'm like, isn't he a free agent, but they still owe him money, you know, on the cap. And the Eagles do a lot of that, too. And I mean, the Niners have kind of done some of that. It's human nature. I heard someone say this. Every team does it because the Patriots made a killing. You're always living in the moment, trying to win that year. That's what a good organization does. So I can't kill you when you owe a bill. Like, the Saints owe the bill. Why? Because they've been doing everything possible to win. No doubt. Right? Yep. So it's just... But his contract... Let's say his cap hit was $20 million even instead of, like, crazy numbers. Don't you think a lot lot of people would be interested in trading for him? Just in general? Like, he's... Part of it is expensive, and he might not be good. And... If he was cheaper and talented, but not that good, I think people would be more interested. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. But I also think you... I think his presence, like the whole other, all the other stuff is also part of what drives this. In well, like if he was Jared, if he would, if he was Jared Goff, the guy, like everyone just kind of liked, yeah, the guy. Yeah. I don't think they're trading him. Right. No, I don't think so. McVay hated Jared Goff. And they got Stafford balls. He still had to get yeah. Stafford right. Made it worth it. Cause they got Stafford back. But would they have cut Jared Goff? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. No, but they got Stafford. Like it feels like these guys would cut him. Yeah, they might. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's that would be even crazier. But what? Let's guess right now. What do you think the compensation is? A one and a two? Yeah. I'm gonna go one three. Howie's player tries to like yeah. Kiko Alonso. Like yeah, just he'll want some random like dude that can play. So you feel like you can justify a little bit more. I'll go one four to player. He makes a shitload of money, and there's a lot of negativity on the streets out there on him. And it was pretty clear, based on all the reporters, that how he kind of got laughed at for his initial asking price. Right? I got it. Isn't that uh, what it felt like yeah. on Saturday? And it's the question. My only question was, was it the Bears or was it the Colts? And I think uh, my guess is it was the Colts. Because my guess is Ballard is the guy. That's going to laugh at you when you ask for two. One. Now, I know he traded a one for DeForest, but to me, Ballard is the guy who was like, okay, Frank, well, because Ballard's probably telling him. DeForest Howard, was like, a team captain Pro Bowl. Yeah, like, hey, just for the record, Frank likes him, but like, Frank doesn't love him. Like, Frank wants him, but it's because we don't have another quarterback, Howie, so you're not getting two ones. I bet if you, had, if you asked Chris Ballard if he was on a three way with us right now, I said, did you get your money's worth for DeForest Buckner? He's like, we underpaid for him. Yeah. His value, right? Yeah. But that's the thing with Carson. And we'll talk about it with Darnold. We'll talk about any quarterback that's traded. If that guy is good for you, it's hard to underpay, man. It really is hard to underpay. 
or excuse me, overpay. Unless you're giving like four ones. But if you give a one and a two and Wentz is in a Pro Bowl for you next year if you're the Colts, that's fucking stealing, guy. Because you have a Pro Bowler under contract. Now, to go from the worst quarterback in the league, which he was this year as a starter, to a Pro Bowl is a wide margin. But if I told you that Wentz, like, through eight games next year, is, like, having a really good season, that's not unbelievable, is it? You would think he's going to be pretty motivated. You would hope, unless he's just a complete clown. How would the Niners be. get him? Like, you're not trading 12. We've, we talked could about you this offer two this year video. and a one next year? Yeah, you could. Would you take that if you were Philly? What if the next best offer was a one and a three? Uh, I would take the one in this year's draft. But I think the point is this year's draft's a little up in the air. You don't know that much about guys, yeah. especially in like after like the top ten. And maybe uh, how he's true, like really trying but, to suck a little lion style. You try to suck, you don't even waste your pick this year. You get him on the contract next year when you're kind of. Would you do that right now? If I told you that Wentz could be had, you're two this year and a one next year. Yeah, I probably would, and I don't think he's very good do. right now. And I'm pretty concerned about the guy, but I also think it's. Well, I just really, know it wouldn't fly with Kyle. But then the problem is, what if Wentz just doesn't change? You I see. I don't. Experience. I I don't think we can just assume like it's not going to fly with Kyle. Like this guy has obviously been pretty difficult in an organization where. No, no, no. My my point is, it won't fly with Kyle. Wentz doesn't change. Then they hate each other, and then he's gone in two years. That's my point. That's that's a disaster. Yeah, my so point I is when I say it won't fly, that means because Carson's a pain in the ass, and then they boom butt heads. And then, you know, what'd be really bad is if he wasn't great th- in twenty twenty one, and then you still haven't even your first round pick still hasn't. It's like it's still sitting out there, about to be used by them. That'd be. Bad. I'd say e- as e- like Zach Wilson's mi- throwing lasers all over the place. Yeah, even if you just miss the playoffs and they get like pick fifteen, that's a massive win for the Eagles. I would not feel good about trading a one, but here's the thing: it's not like the Eagles are good. The Eagles can play a hardball a little bit because like they're saving any like it's hurt. It's hurting them either way. No. There's a little mindset to me with quarterbacks. If you do believe internally, you can save a guy. A little risk it for the biscuit, man. There, there is a little bit of like take a swing, but it the one it's a little bit like a prop bet. It does pay out really well. I like feel if you like you get Carson on your team and he's playing well. Like the thing we're gonna get into Sam Darnold. Like I don't know if he's any good. I <laughs> like think Carson. Two, I at least know he has physical attributes to run that offense. What if he's sweet? I think one and a four is not. I think it's either like a one. I think it's either like a one and a three or two twos. I don't think they're trading. I think they're getting a first round pick. Well, I then think I, I think they're getting. Maybe I'm overvaluing. No, it. I you. All it takes is one team to think another team is. I think it shows you that quarterbacks. If Carson Wentz was the equivalent of like Khalil Mack, I'm just saying like he played that position and he was just, he's been a pain in the ass. Then he comes off a season, like what would be the equivalent of like a defensive end season? One sack, average effort, <laughs> getting pulled off the field all the time. You'd be like, no one, and like huge money, you making like him. $18 million a year. He'd get cut. No one would touch him. Finally, Belichick would sign him in like July, right? And with a quarterback, it's like, yeah, he'd probably get a one. It's just, they're a little bit like, you know, it's just crazy that their price doesn't diminish that much. Carson couldn't have been any worse. How about Bill? On or off the field. How about Bill just watched Tom win the Super Bowl and was like, fuck it. Trades for Carson. Not inconceivable. I got I got some I got a Bill nugget a little later coming up. Uh, we love Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, because there's always some rumors, nuggets. Sunday morning during the CBS pregame, Jason Lockin Forrest said Kyle Shanahan likes Sam Darnold. Uh, it's just the, the quarterback trade discussion is is nonstop. 
we talked about it a little bit on the stream, but you would have to pick up his fifth-year option in early May. So you're looking at about two years and $30 million. Remember, Adam Schefter told us late first-round pick. Uh, what do you think? Where do you think it stands right now? Uh, and the Niners have the 12th overall pick, so they don't have a late first-round pick. No, they pick. don't. And I think it's we both agree 12 for Darnold is a, probably a non-starter. I, I not, would agree. <clears throat> that feels like you're paying double or something, right? It, Two dollars for a dollar, way too almost. much. I mean, you're telling me the guy <laughs> got picked second, had three bad years, and now he only drops ten spots. Yeah, right. He got picked second. <laughs> yeah, third, third, third. So he drops yeah. nine spots in the draft. No way. Yeah, but to me, I, I'd say his draft stack, like he's holding on to being known as the third overall pick. I just kind of view him like he's a first round talent. I, you know, is he a top five pick? I, I'm on the fence, but I do like him. I'm not done with him. You and I both noticed, and we had talked about, Robert Sala refused to name him the head, uh, the starting quarterback once he became the head coach. Won't do it. And we brought it up with Schefter, and uh, he didn't think it was that crazy. And listen, I was like, I get it, Adam, but you watch. Like, my, my point was on that, most coaches lie. And my take on Robert Sala is if you remember two years ago with Kevin Durant with the Warriors, he had a blow up with the media because he was tired of lying about his free agent status. He knew he was going to leave. And my theory is on guys in press conferences, when you talk a lot, if you are a really, really good human at your core, it's hard to just consistently, you're just lying through the mic. You know it. You feel like a two-face. When I think Robert Sala, I think really, really high character, high level guy. And if you watch his press conference with the Niners, he kind of just shot straight. Like he wasn't a big blow smoke up people's asses, but he wasn't crushing guys, but he was just very honest. I think that's his thing with Kyle and and Robert. But Kyle, I think, can lie a little bit more than Sala. Like I Sala, I, I think they know he's gone. And could this be using through Lock and Fora or people t- to get his value up, knowing that other teams might be interested, that knowing the Niners might like him? I do think if you watch Sam Darnold, high character guy. Good athlete, uh, you know, not a great arm, but you know the Shanahan family's never been addicted to arm strength. Besides, like Elway, uh, he kind of makes some sense in the offense, right? Can move around, uh, pretty tough. A little bit of a project in the sense of he's been in the league three years, but he needs some work. Now, part of it is if you're defending Sam Darnold, you go his organization's been a joke, right? I mean, they just their owner was in Europe. Donald sent him over there. <laughs> So his brother took over. They had a GM who didn't, who just sat in an office and drank coffee, didn't talk to anybody. He got fired. Todd Bowles got fired. They bring in Adam Gase, and then Joe Douglas comes in after the draft. It's just, it, it was always just a lot of shit going on for a young quarterback. It, it was. I mean, but <laughs> he got he got mono for kissing a chick. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> he had moments that would make me want to pl- have him on my team. But he had a lot of moments that would make me not want to pay too much for him. And, you know, we'll we'll see, like, part of the Wentz thing, does Wentz end up in a place that would have been a Darnold bitter, that would have been a team that would have liked Darnold? That, does that take somebody out? Does that lower the price at all? Um, it, it's hard. I, I think there are two factors with both these guys. One's younger. One has way more time to, like, I think you still view one as more of a draft prospect. The other guys made all this cash, injury prone. Like, there's been no question contracts about contracts already set. Whether Donald the, the, Donald is liked in the locker room, I don't think that's been a lot, lot of variables with both with Wentz that maybe Darnold doesn't have. But his talent to me is the bigger question mark. Yeah, 
Yeah. I I I think I remember and I've, we've said this that this Darnold's group of quarterbacks Shanahan did watch. So Shanahan does have an opinion on it, right? And to your point, like there's just a lot of stuff that's happened in New York. Now, I do think there are people that say just be careful with those SC quarterbacks. Like they're throwing it up to some elite level talents and don't be fooled too much by the college tape. But, you know, I think if you're Kyle, you look at it and go, I don't, I, I, I can give the, I can put any quarterback in position to make the most of his ability. I just need a guy with a little more athleticism than the guy I've got. Uh, maybe a little more durability than the guy I've got. Maybe a little more just kind of natural playmaking ability, right? Some off script playmaking I think, ability. I, I just think, I think you have to have that now. Which Darnold does have. There are times. It's Did you, weird. He, there are times I watch him. And I go. I don't think his arm is very good. And there are other times I watch him and I go. That's. There aren't too many guys that could have made that play. I think. I think Romo mentioned it on early in the broadcast. If Tom Brady was coming into the league now, the league would not be conducive to the Tom Brady's. Right. The league is trending Mahomesy. He's the best version, but moving around, running around for his life. If you had flip-flopped those two quarterbacks tonight, Tom Brady would have been awful, right? It would have been killed. 50 to 6. Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to move. Like, and I think we saw moments last year, I guess Jimmy and Mullen, some of those guys can move, but when they played the better quarterbacks, the Josh Allens, the guys that can just keep plays alive, you know where I stand. I, I think Tom Brady's a Peyton. I think it's over. I think it's dead. Now, maybe not forever. Maybe we cyclical things come back. But for the foreseeable future, I had a conversation with a high school coach at a smaller level, and he said he hasn't messed around with a non-mobile quarterback in two decades. And he's like, now all my friends in the CIF and the state of California just producing all these guys. Everywhere you go, guy, you're not they're not a player. Jared Goff at Marin Catholic or whatever, they don't exist. So, like, I part of it, like Jimmy was kind of in the middle. He definitely wasn't Tom. He could move around, but he still was more toward a pocket quarterback than runaround guy. And whatever he ran around, for whatever reason, he'd get hurt. Uh, I, I just think you need that mobility. And that is one thing that Sam, you know, really hung his hat on when he was at SC. Even in his moments with the Jets, they played well down the stretch, though, right? They played well against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They went to LA and beat the Rams. I thought they were playing pretty good. They, all their guys got healthy. Clearly, Sam was playing pretty good football. But are you confident? Never quit. I think I said this to you before. Are you confident that Sam Darnold's better than Jimmy Garoppolo? I think his ceiling's higher. But are you I confident know. that 16 games of Sam Darnold's better than 16 games of Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm, I'm not. Now, I think if I, you can make him better, yeah, you would He's say moldable. we've seen Jimmy's best, right? There, to me, there's a chance, and we're going to find out about this other guy. My my comparison with Sam Darnold is there's some similarities with Jameis that. Let's say Jameis goes back to the Saints. I think we're really going to learn. Is he Mr. Turnover prone? Or was it just kind of that offense? He was letting it rip. Can he be like a a really good player? Because you would say if he's the starting quarterback next year for the Saints, like we're going to find out. Maybe he's just, that's just him, right? It's just short circuits, boom. It's like me or you hitting a golf ball. More than likely, we're going to hit it in the trees. And that's just Jameis can't. I do think there's part of Sam Darnold to like, and Jimmy has some of this too. Like he's going to throw a lot of picks. Are you just going to throw a lot of balls that you go, because <gasps> Tom doesn't. Rodgers doesn't. Russell, for the most part, doesn't either. Deshaun, like all the good court. Josh Allen this year did not, really. It, to me, Sam, I always just felt like when a play gets to a certain point and like Adam Gase or whoever hasn't scripted it to that, it's just on him to make the play. I think the, the way that football people talk it, like outside of the offense, right? Can you make a play outside of the script? When the, when the play breaks down, like Cousins doesn't have the ability because he doesn't have the athletic. Yeah, ability. but that's where we get back to 
Kyle Shanahan. But he, but eventually a play breaks down. It's just it's just that's what my point is. Within the and then I think Darnold becomes a huge liability from what I've seen. Now, can Kyle and his and his little and you know I almost said little guy. One of them left Lafleur, McDaniel's, Wes. Can they help harness that to like we? I you have to live with some gunslinger. Like I can't have a guy that never throws turns the ball over, right? I just worry about that a little with Sam's got a little Jameis to him, and that was remember a knock after he had the big year at SC. Right, his next year at SC he had a lot of turnovers. Yeah. I remember very Jameis-like. Yep. Remember Jameis's last year at Florida State? He's like, God, he's turning the ball over. You know what it turns out? Those two guys, I think, just see something that, like, they just pull the trigger in places that a guys won't pull the trigger. But it doesn't even feel like, what do you... Like, sometimes Rivers is just like, trying to make a play, guys! <laughs> you know, like, are you, Philip? <laughs> or he's just, like, throwing it up. Yeah, yeah. I the, the, the one thing you would definitely say about the 49ers would be that the structure... And just kind of the organization of talent around him would be better than anything he's had, like from a wide receiver talent standpoint, right? Kittle plus Ayuk plus Debo Samuel. I think I read a rumor they might they're going to try to resign Kendrick. Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Well, that'd be great. Their I running mean, backs are gonna their running backs are gonna be good. He has not had anything like that in the, in New York. Guy Frank Gore was a starting running back this year. Oh, Niners might bring just, him back, John. According to Twitter. No, Frank said he wanted to come back, and then Grant Cohn was like, crushed him. Basically called him a scrub. Joe Staley told Grant to shut up. Grant, like Grant, Grant later tweeted, still here. <laughs> Great tweet. But it's like, Grant, no one, I actually side with Grant on this one. They're not going to bring Frank Gore back. Yeah. He's not any good. But the point is, I'm defending Darnold that way. He, that's who his running back was last year. Frank Gore was a To starter. me, the Darnold acquisition, my opinion of it, will center on the compensation. A first round pick, I, it'll it'll be pretty like if you flip if you say all right we'll we'll flop twenty we'll take the Jets twenty third pick right Niners send uh, Niners send twelve for Darnold and twenty three even that but will you're feel, essentially giving them a first round pick that's crazy even, I, yes. that was I thought about that, that was yes you, that was your idea and I think the Jets would say yes to that a little too quickly for your liking. It, Here's the risky part, too, with Sam Darnold. Let's just say, hypothetically, you get him for a third rounder. Two threes. Here's the elephant in the room with him. He just might not be good. So you, whatever you pay for him, you might pay like 50 cents on the dollar, and then all of a sudden you realize you can't buy anything with your 50 cents. You realize he's not better right. than Garoppolo. Yeah. But there's a, I think we you're already know what you think there's of a, Garoppolo. There's a pretty good chance he's not as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. He's risky. There's a lot of risk involved. I do it because I'm I've got to take a risk. I can't go through last year, but there's a huge risk involved. Hell, I do Wentz too. Yeah, part of this is well, well. Part of it is I just believe in Kyle. Yeah, and at twelve, it'd be one thing if you're drafting at five and you felt like, well, I mean, who do you think the second best quarterback is? But it doesn't matter who you think the second best quarterback in this draft is. You can't get him, right? I do think I do. I would imagine Sam. He turns twenty four in June, so he's really young. Think how much more comfortable he'd be out here from LA, California, just a little easier. <laughs> I mean, guys, sometimes I text, I know some reporters like with Philly. I mean, I know half the staff there. They tell me verbatim things I've heard that I would never say. It is crazy how intense it is in like Philly in New York and just the, the story. All the reporters know everything that's going on inside. Not like 
like when people get mad at each other, they know the draft board. It's like, I, we do not know that out here. Matt Mayoko might know a couple things. He does not know all the inner work. It's just much more laid back. It's an easier animal to just take a deep breath. Can you imagine the things this kid went through the last three years? Now, some of it's his own doing, but he inherited a lot of just their madness, right? Yeah. Gase. Didn't he go? Was he? I guess he wouldn't have been there, huh, when Sark got fired, but or would he have been? Uh, he might have been redshirting. The Alabama year, wasn't that Clay? Wasn't Clay coaching yeah, when they get beat no, by Alabama? No, it was, but that was his second year, right? That, he yeah, so maybe freshman. he was there the year before with Sark. Oh, that was Clay's first year, the Alabama year? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Full, full year. You think it was the second year? I'm just I'm, my point is like maybe he's just been used to chaos now for everywhere he's been. But That's I don't think you chaotic. get used to chaos. I think you just fail in too much chaos. Or you just it's you go in survival mode, right? You're just trying to keep your head above water. Well, I think when you succeed, like Tom and Peyton and Rogers and even Russell in Seattle, they're not like survival mode. They're just locked in. They're focused. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I think when the when Jimmy had success, there's not like all this external stuff. You just get to lock in, you know? Everything stays stable around you. The Jets are a joke, guy. But but again, I mean, we're talking were, about all this stuff that was like, he still played football games and they weren't pretty. Right. On a terrible team with a coach that no, 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 I know, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying like. His, co- his coach was getting openly made fun of like he was Freddie Kitchens. I know. I'm just saying he did play football games that we watched. We also openly talked about the team. About having the least amount of talent in the league by a wide yeah, margin. There's no doubt. I'm. I'm. But I'm, he threw. He's 49. He's basically a one to one touchdown to pick ratio. I mean, the stats aren't good. How many? What, what were the numbers this year? Uh, 59 percent, nine and eleven. Nine touchdowns, eleven That's, picks. His stats are his stats are hideous. He he started. He's yeah, I mean, he obviously started every game he's ever played in 38 out of 38. In those games, here's the number that's really concerning, which only Kyle and Mc, you know, and Mike McDaniels, I'm sure have done deep dive. He's not even at 60%. Yeah. Like in this modern day league, that's that that's back uh, to my Jameis thing. Does it feel like he's even less accurate than Jameis? Like Jameis is better. J- yeah, Jameis has absolutely been better NFL quarterback. <laughs> yeah. His stats are awful. Nine lost fumbles. Like I couldn't trade a first round pick for him, John. I, I, <laughs> no. Well, he's the type guy back in the day that probably like when we were growing up in the nineties, a guy like him, like a coach that was kind of desperate, would trade for him, and then he'd suck, and he everyone would get fired. Like that's kind of the guy he's historically been. Like that individual, probably in all sports, right? A lot of hype, holding on to this USC mm-hmm. draft spot. Mm-hmm. We're two. It's two. 2021. He was drafted in 2018, right? That's a pretty long time ago. The stats are awful. But there are multiple teams that need quarterbacks, so it can get weird. Here's what I do know. If Wentz and Darnold are traded this week, one of those two, one of those trades is going to be a royal, like a legendary disaster. For the acquiring team. Yeah. It's going to fail very badly. It'll be one of those like and three like, weeks into the season back, where like, oh my fire. God, it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. Could be, it could get ugly quick. So on Sunday, Ian Rappaport said about Derek Carr and whether or not the Raiders would trade him or consider trading him, I should say. For the last few years, the answer has been a firm no. That may not be the case now, 
Teams have been calling the Raiders to gauge interest in trading for Carr, and at least right now, the team appears open to considering it in some form or fashion as long as it can replace him with someone on the same level. In reality, the teams believe Las Vegas is open to dealing one of their two QBs, Carr or Mariota. You know, they gave Nathan Peterman money, so they expect Peterman to be the backup. Um, so, you know, what he's saying is they're not necessarily going to trade him, but teams are calling about him and they're open to listening, but they'd have to be able to replace him with a quarterback on his level, which I don't, that's really weird. Like you're talking about, is he saying in code they would do a deal that gets them to Sean Watson? Is that what he's saying? Well, here's what happened, guy. There was a story that was written about Derek Carr last week by a reporter in Vegas. And he basically said the Raiders would be open to trading him for a big haul. And I used to do a Periscope show. Now I just throw the thing on YouTube. And I said that the reason he wrote that is because he just writes what the Raiders tell him. He freaked out. I guess some people were forwarding me shit he said on it. He's got a radio show with Lincoln Kennedy claiming that he's not a Raiders shill. He's like, I don't, the Raiders do not dictate much. He's literally doing a radio show with Lincoln Kennedy on the Raiders station claiming, it's like, guys, I mean, this is, what are you guys talking about? We, Vinny, I, I'm not claiming that you made this up. I'm claiming that your information just came from the source. I read flag that article, like for Derek. Like this you, is you real, buy. It. Man. You're saying you buy it. You're just you buy it because one hundred percent of the Raiders. Yeah, Vinny would not have written that fucking to ruffle feathers with their quarterback and the Raiders if that was not real. And then Rapchi basically just doubling down the saying the same thing. Not that he's going to get traded, but they are having the discussion. My point is, if I'm Derek, I do too. I get ahead of this. And one of the things someone told me is that they want Derek to take a contract extension, but not like a Carson Wentz contract extension. You know, like one of those team-friendly deals. Well, guy, what does that do over the next couple of years that makes him even more tradable? You know, it's a, it's a double whammy. Now, it gets him a little more guaranteed money, but you follow Derek on Instagram, he's made so much fucking money, it's not even, he's richer than rich. To me, he be, he better be careful of two things. One, they will trade him if they if they can line it up to get Deshaun Watson. They will 100% trade him. And that could be to a team, like, it'd be one thing to get to go to the Colts, which would be awesome. I was told it'd be from a very, him. very good, would be great for him. I think he's made to play, don't you think, indoors, in a warm weather division, I think it'd be perfect. I was told that Belichick likes him. I was told last year that Belichick sniffed around and once Tom left, tried to trade for Derek. And I told the person that told me this, I said, I think New England would be the worst fucking place for him. Not because like him and Josh and Bill wouldn't get along. I think Derek loves football. And I think that like Cam, I think they would respect him. It's a cold weather place. I think that fan base, you know, Cam doesn't just, there's not, not a Tom Brady shadow. I think that's a disastrous place. It's cold weather, Tom Brady, anything less than like competing to win championship. It just, I would avoid that at all costs. Cause don't have, like, don't have play great playmakers. Not an all around roster. It, the roster is probably at an all time low the last couple decades. To me, Matt Stafford had one team on the, his no trade. If I'm the Derek Carr camp, I'm not being naive to this stuff. I'm just, I'm getting ahead of it a little bit. And like, if you are going to trade me, I want to be, we're seeing all these other quarterbacks do it. You have a little juice, right? And I just think that Gruden, and listen, it's a cutthroat business. They're thinking about it, guy. Like this isn't even arguable. 
Like, I think the last couple of years, it was more like, couldn't we upgrade? Like, no, they are legitimately, they're, everything's on the table with the Raiders. Everything's on the, which is kind of, to me, it shows you like how, what do you guys, like, I think you're worried about the wrong thing right now. Like, shouldn't you be worried about like trading, th- getting two picks and then trade four for Deshaun Watson? Like, what are you doing? The day after the season ended, I think it was that day or the Sunday, the last Sunday of the season, I think is when we had the discussion about the good news for the Raiders is that. Uh, the one thing you don't have to worry about this offseason is quarterback. Like, you've got that corner of your house in order. Go redecorate a different home. And uh, even the fact that this can't even be settled is unsettling from an organizational standpoint. Now, that said, if somehow they end up with Deshaun Watson, here's the thing. Deshaun Watson has a no trade. So Deshaun gets yes. to dictate where he goes. If Deshaun Watson gets to dictate where he goes, and the Houston Texans finally agree to trade him, why would he agree to come play for the Raiders? He'd be like, no, no, no. Wait, you're sending Derek to Indy? No, no, no. Send me to Indy. Why would Deshaun Watson go, yeah, yeah, okay. Why would he say that? You're telling me the Texans agree to trade him and Deshaun, not the Dolphins, well, he's, not the Jets, well, but, not the why, Niners. But why would he want to go to the Jets? Why would he want to go to the Jets? Well, okay, whatever. Why would he go Why would he go to the Raiders? I mean, he want to go I to mean, the Jets I, if he I believes in Robert Sala and wants to be in the New York market. I don't know. But why would he go to the Raiders? The no team that income tax. You can get that in Miami. Go play for the Dolphins. They, I mean, they got Waller. They got some offensive weapons. Yeah, and, and the offense is not their problem. But what about your defense, guys? Well, it does have some similarities. He'd go. I was just on a team with a good offense and a terrible defense. We won four games, five games. Uh, I, I don't my, know my why point is would... back. My, my, but even before we're, we're two steps ahead. Let's go back to like just square one. I do think this is reflective of like, why do the Raiders in three years just have nothing to show for? Why there is a little bit of just Gruden up and down and all over the place. Again, this is not arguable. Vinny's article came from the fucking Raiders. Rap sheet is basically confirming like they're open to doing this. Like the Raiders would not want that out if they weren't. Now, part of this also is I think they're pressuring him to try to take a little bit of a cheaper contract which my pushback is, Derek, do not take any money but max money. And I'm not some, like, I, I, I had no issue with Derek. I'm not some big Derek Carr, like, fan club should be a max quarterback. But if Derek Carr was a free agent right now, he would get, get $120 more, million dollars he would get a lot of, he, would get a t- he would get more money than they would offer him right now. Wait, but I'm just saying, like, would he get more money than Jared Goff's contract? Yeah, we talked, I think I said we said this before. He would get, I think he'd probably get, Near at the top of what quarterbacks make. Just free agent and I think quarterbacks Derek's don't have. Well, John, I, I've been a good quarterback for you, especially just the Put last this couple of years at a cheap rate. If he and you're da- the one fucking up. If he and Dak both hit the market free agent at the same time, who'd get more money? I'd that's a good question. I, I think I'd probably take Derek. I think Derek would get more. I think money. they I think they both get a lot. I'm just both of them would get more than their teams want to pay them right now while they're under contract. But that's the beauty of yes. being a free agent. I agree with you. I, I would not sign a team friendly extension. Now, as, as some someone DM me, they're like, you know, if it's 27 touchdowns, five came in garbage time. And one, I, I'm not judging him off his stats. I, I just think watching this year, he played well. He's he's better than he was the first couple of years. Uh, I, I just. I don't know, man. I I think Gruden is liable. Like we all have said this, and it felt like it just became like a lazy thing to say. John's crazy. John. No, he's legitimately all over the map. Yeah, but like, I, this I, is not fake and made up. 
I just if I'm Derek, I do not want to go to New England. They're sniffing around. Yeah, but but fact. again, part, part, you're not Marcus Mariota is not going to be your starting quarterback next year. He's not on Derek's level. So what trades can they but do? That, f- so yeah, what Sean? He could do something crazy. I, I mean, I don't think he'd trade for Carson Wentz, but I don't know. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> if I told you that like there's some three way trade, yeah, that nothing with Gruden shocks I, everyone. I text every single person, whether it's people that know him, whether it's people that just on other teams that just are fascinated by him. They all think he's crazy. It's not like one guy does. They, they all think he's nuts, right? They just think he's liable to do anything. And I think one thing he's shown us is he kind of is, right? Well, They've done. From the trades the Mac to Amari to then fucking hiring Mayock kind of out of nowhere to then like firing his buddy on a third on a short week to just who knows? I just you just never know with the guy. If I could play devil's advocate on this point, uh, I'll make a point that I don't totally agree with, but I think there's something to it. The Niners didn't upgrade quarterback coming off of last year because, you know, Jimmy was good. They thought Jimmy's good enough. That's not really what our concern is. We got to do other stuff. And a year later, they had lost in the Super Bowl. And they lost in the Super Bowl. They had been in the Super Bowl. But my point is just, they didn't do it for whatever reasons. But some of those reasons were, you know what? It was good enough this last year. We got to the Super Bowl. It was, and in retrospect, they should have done it. I agree. So if that's what you think about your guy and you think you can get another guy, we're here telling you you need corners. You're like, yeah, I still need corners, but I need that. I need to upgrade that guy. The problem is when it comes to Deshaun is, it's like, how much are you going to sacrifice putting a team together to get Deshaun Watson? And again, Deshaun Watson has to agree to come play for you. And I, my bet would be right now heavy. I would not be surprised. But I, actually, you know what? I would be surprised if he traded him. Not like I haven't thought about it. I'm not saying right now I don't think he would do it. But if we just woke up tomorrow and Derek Carr had been traded, that'd be pretty crazy. I would agree. I, I could just see them being part of some crazy trade like involving Carson Wentz. Like... Maybe John thinks he has a higher upside. He could get for like a two twos, you know, and and then flip Derek for a one, and or then what, even be more equipped. What if you just but send him to a Philly? Financial aspect there. What if you just trade them for each other? Yeah. See, I don't think I don't think Eagles want to win. The Eagles want to like kind of go Lions for a year. Yeah. Which I think is going to get ugly there. But uh, yeah, I just I, think Derek. I. I think Derek's very loyal to the Raiders, clearly. I think when he says all the shit, like being a Raider, I think it means a lot to him. I think if he noticed last week, whenever he does in the offseason, random picks of him in a jersey, that's his way of kind of saying, fuck these guys. Like, you guys are all acting like I'm going to get traded. Like, I think he's very, very passionate about being a Raider, which I think, you know, sh- people should care about. But the, a lot of the fans, if they don't think he's good enough, they don't give a shit. Which the irony is that's all you want out of a player is to want to be on your team. I know when's the last guy that was that loyal for a Raider. It hasn't happened to like since back in the day with the Al Davis guys. And he is that way. John Gruden is not that way with him. He's just not. And I, what I've heard, they've really grown on each other. Not Derek loves, like wants to love John. The John clearly understands Derek's gotten better, but there are reservations there. And back to what you said, if you wanted to take John's side, there probably is something there. Like at the end of the day, you're trying to win in this division, even though you beat the chiefs this year. Right, and Derek outplayed Mahomes in that game. And remember the game you lost. I mean, was that a top five game for Derek of all time? Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs. That was fantastic. Right, <laughs> that's definitely the best game he's played as a as a Raider under Gruden. Went toe to toe with uh, Patrick when Patrick was balling. Yeah, 
I, I actually think that I've seen enough. It's like, he's the least of your worries, but I don't think if John, well, if I get a B, B-plus quarterback, how am I ever going to win a Super Bowl? It's like, well, John, let's just make the playoffs first, but that's just not how these coaches think. If Derek Carr got traded to the Colts, I'd be really happy for would Derek. Be, to me, it'd be a huge win for Derek. Yeah. yeah. I think that is by far, or the Saints would be ideal spots for him to succeed. Dome, warm weather divisions, Offensive coaches, like to me, even the Bears, and I know the Bears like him. Nagy likes him personally, coached him at the Super Bowl, uh, or I mean the Pro Bowl. His film, they just like his film. I don't like the Bears' cold weather. Like, I just don't love that fit for him in November or December. I know. I know it's a but- big city with a lot of people watching, too. In a weird way, the Raiders from Oakland and Vegas, they're kind of like a smaller market team. Like, they're not quite followed like the Eagles or the Giants were. Like, if you go to the Bears, everything is under a microscope. The other thing that happened with Derek when the Raiders is Gruden did take a lot of heat for him. Mm -hmm. You know, just Gruden took a lot of heat. And then for, in some of those Del Rio years, they were always moving. There's always other shit going on. You go to the Bears as a a trade for a first rounder, a lot of eyes on you, man. That's where I think New England, you want no part of that. Them trading like a first round pick for you, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's like, like I said earlier, Stafford, even Stafford was like, nope, for whatever reason, Stafford said, nope, Tom Brady just left. Tom Brady's like, nah, I'll move. I'll go somewhere else. That's not nothing. Nick Casero was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go work for uh, Easterby, freaking uh, stand-up comedian. We, he, he, he called, he thought we were like Johnny Utah in Point Break. That's how he talked about us. Why is he like grabbing his nuts? Anyway, that's a separate conversation. <laughs> I'll finish with this, John. Uh, and, and again, we'll get to mailbag on the next pod. But a buddy of mine who played in the league just texted me this. I guess he's watching ESPN. He said, Steve Young just said something that made so much sense. I guess Steve Young said on on one of the ESPN postgame shows that he felt like he aged out of the game. Quote, I couldn't take the goofball coaches stuff anymore. And emotionally, I just felt too grown up to keep doing it. And the point he was making was like, here's 43-year-old Tom running around talking shit to to like 20-year-olds. And that he's just, it's like he's just as immature and he's found this place where he can do it forever. This is more my buddy's take than, than I guess Steve's take. I didn't see it, but there's something to be well, said you know, for Tom just loving. I guess, did you see the clip after the Super Bowl? I mean, we're recording this after the Super Bowl. But Honey Badger no. like got on Twitter after the game. And and got Matt tweeting about how it was bullshit. He thinks that he got a penalty for taunting Tom, pointing in his face. He retweeted the video. He's like, "Look, Tom's chasing me. Tom, Tom did chase him. Honey Badger down <laughs> and gets in his I face." I know. I saw a clip. Maybe I was on YouTube, and it was you know one of those like 1996, 1997. Remember the Pro Bowl? They used to just have like the six or eight quarterbacks and they would just like throw at tires 50 yards away and see who could throw the farthest. And it would be like Favre, Young, Aikman, you know, all those guys. Do you remember that? And they'd just be on like shirts and t-shirts yep. out of like Miami. Yep. And it would be like, these dudes just Favre talking shit. And there was a clip when Favre is making fun of Young and he goes, because they were doing the long throw. And Favre was like the three-time defending champ. And he was making fun of Young, couldn't get it 50 yards. And then Steve throws like 60 pretty easily. But he's like, you know, Steve just gets off the plane from, what was it, Steve? And Steve was like, yeah, I just passed the bar exam, right? Or he just became officially a lawyer. 
And you just realize, like, all these guys are giving him shit. The little guy's guy. And Steve is like, just became a lawyer while he was playing football. And I, I remember sometimes I'd be around these coaches. For for everyone that's really high level, there are just, half of them are just meatheady kind of gym teachers. And if you're Steve, who's infinitely smarter than me, or a Brady, that's what the thing about Steve probably didn't like it. I think Tom has this kind of guy's guy deep down to him, which makes him the greatest teammate of all time. He he loves it, guy. He eat he likes football. I, I think I think Peyton did too. I just think Peyton's body, like those guys loved football. Like loved the whole thing with football. I Breeze. I mean, those guys are addicted. Do you think Drew Brees wants to retire? Because I do not think he does. He just knows he has to. Like his body's gone. Yeah. But he loves it. Yeah. When I saw that video of him just doing that thing by himself, I think he's addicted to that. Like I, I think those guys just but the goofy do they have huddle that much in common with like the linebacker, but I the coach who's kind of a meathead, but in a weird way they do kind of get along. Well, think about Breeze does the pre the pregame huddle pump up yeah, speech, which is stuff. always the meatheadiest. The the huddle speech is just the meatheadiest speech ever, but he loves it and it works. It comes from an authentic place with him. Yeah, just so. I think Tom's addicted to football. Yeah. I mean, he's a crack addict, but it's football. And he's still good enough. And he, yeah. and think about it. Like, wouldn't you keep working harder if you kept showing yourself, like, oh my God, I still got it. All I got to do is work. Like, all his hard work keeps getting rewarded. Right. So, like, how does Steve he keep misremembering doing it? a little bit? Remember, he got carried off the field, if I remember correctly, by Aeneas. Yeah. Williams, well, right? there, there, was, <laughs> there was that. But maybe one day we can ask him about it. Takes you back, Steve. All right. On that note, welcome to the off season. But uh, we, we don't slow up one bit. All gas, no brakes. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.